0: And this is the Age Group Multisport Podcast with me, Richard Conway. This is a platform for Age Group Multisport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome to episode 66 of the Age Group Multisport Podcast and thank you once again for taking your time out to listen and whatever you're doing, walking the dog, turboing, jogging, running, Um, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this one and hope you're all good and by now I imagine that um, you've started training again. You might have even started planning your year ahead and what races that um, you're going to choose to to race. Uh, I know that's one of the things that we're looking at this month in January. I've been looking at events and to be honest, I can't believe the prices. Um it's so expensive. So really got to be careful about what we're uh, we're going to partake in as there's two of us as well that, that do this madness. Um, And I was looking at the new uh, triathlon up in Sunderland that they've moved from Leeds, uh, one of the World Series. But it's 99 quid, 99 quid for a standard. And it would have been nice to do it because it's the first one up there and Kate's got family up there. But I just can't bring myself to pay that much. Um, So we'll have a little think about that. But I really can't see that that's going to happen. And then I started looking at the super sprint. I thought, oh, that looks quite good fun. Um, Having a go at a super sprint and there was three qualifiers for that. But again, they're like 60 quid. And to be fair, you're not really getting value for money because the races will be over before you even blink. Not that I'm that fast. I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's all about value for money. Um, And I know these things cost money to put on. And putting these events on isn't cheap, but still it's just like, yeah. So I think we'll be looking at maybe one or two qualifiers and then it'll be local stuff, I guess. Um, Support local, usually quite a bit cheaper. Yeah, because it's just, I don't know. It's tough times, isn't it? And um, you've just got to be a bit more frugal, I think, with, um, with what's going on. Anyway, so once again, thank you for um, taking your time out and having a listen. On this episode, we've got a British triathlete who lives abroad. She's all the way over there in Australia, in Perth. And technology, as marvellous as it is, uh, allowed us to connect. And without too much of a time delay, we we had a great conversation and a great chat. So on this episode, um, we bring you Alison Smith. Um, Like I say, she's living over there at the moment. She's been over in Australia for five years, but she's about to come home. So we get into what life is like as an expat over in Australia and what life's like training for multi-sport events over there. And we also get into obviously the usual um, background, what Alison was doing growing up as a kid and um, and why she's coming home and what she's going to do when she gets back. So that's uh, all pretty different. Um, we're all here shivering away in the winter and she's over there in the Australian summer and, and I'm thinking when I'm interviewing her, why? <laughs> but it all becomes clear and you know everything's not black and white. So, yeah, she goes on to tell us her future plans and what she'd like to do and then the usual quick-fire questions at the end. So I hope you enjoy that one. That's coming up. It was nice to see a couple of our former guests have became British Triathlon Ambassadors and uh, Yanni Christodoulou, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. Um, He and Megan Powell, who's also been on the podcast, have uh, been accepted to become, like I said, British Triathlon Ambassadors, so look out for their names. I'm sure you'll be hearing more about them in the next uh, few months. Um, so congratulations, guys. And also British Tri have appointed a Head of Equality and Diversity and Inclusion, um, and that's Annie Martin. And it's great to see, in my opinion, uh, British Tri moving in a positive direction where this... Areas um, concerned. But what was sad and very disappointing to me and a few others was the response that this announcement got on the uh, Facebook page. There were certain uh, members of, I guess, the age group community who were in uproar about the appointment, claiming it was a waste of money um, and that they should be spending it on reducing costs, and that actually our sport's diverse enough. Well, hang on, who's been to a start line lately and saw any diversity there whatsoever? I haven't. Yep, can't remember a race that I've attended that has had much diversity whatsoever. So to say that the sport as we know it is diverse enough is an absolute ridiculous claim. How many ethnic minority triathletes do you actually know? Um, I know a few. And that's only just because I've interviewed them on the podcast. Um, Henry Sinclair being the first one that we had. And if you go back and listen to Henry's story, he'll actually tell you what it's like as a black man um, to get into multi-sport in this country. Diverse, we ain't. So well done to British Tri. Um People, you really need to have a look at what you post before you post it and um, yeah just get a grip because it was it was pretty sickening to be honest so good luck and let's take our sport forward and get more people involved Um, the more the merrier a couple of podcasts i've been listening to and the first one was uh, rich roll and if you've not heard of rich roll he's uh, quite big in the podcast world he has loads of uh, different types of guests on Um, but from a a multi-sport background, he had Christian Blumenthal and um, Gustav Eden's coach on, Olav Alexander Olav pretty much goes into the protocol of testing and performance that's achieving these results that the Norwegians are getting at the moment and it's a pretty good lesson to be honest and he's obviously working because Olympic gold and uh, world championship medals for, for both Christian and Gustav Yeah, speak for themselves, don't they? So, yeah, and then he goes on to say what the next steps and stages are for these athletes. So, that was a pretty good one. The second podcast worth a listen is um, a podcast by the Happy Pair podcast, and it's all about the science behind cold and hot exposure, uh, featuring Susanna Soberg. And she leans into the discomfort of plunging into cold water or sweating in uh, a hot sauna and the benefits that both those extreme conditions have and basically the benefits are that cold water and heat exposure is good from a serotonin a dopamine and oxytocin hits which gives us longevity benefits and um and helps our metabolism um so yeah that's a really good listen um I'm not keen on cold water myself, having absolutely hardly any body percent fat. It's I feel it really uncomfortable. And but having the use of a sauna and a steam room, I do go out after a, a period of time and get under a cold shower and for thirty seconds to a minute and that's about as much as I can tolerate. Um, but I'm building it up slowly. Um because I believe, you know, it's scientifically proven that they do have benefits, so and the sauna especially is uh, really helps after a hard workout, relax the muscles and uh, on recovery. So that's a, another reason, and I guess cold water is the same. If you're plunging into cold water uh, after a hard workout, it's supposed to be good for the muscles. Um, so yeah, so that anyway, that was a, a really good podcast to listen to. So if you uh, other than our podcast obviously if you want to listen to a couple of good ones uh, in the next couple of weeks they're out there, You can find them on Spotify and that's about it for now I think it's time for the main event and hope you enjoyed this interview with Alison it was uh, really nice to hear a story and Hello Good morning, how are we? Oh good afternoon I'm... to yourself Um you're in Perth, are. is that right?
1: I'm in Perth, sunny Perth. It was 31 degrees today.
0: Wow! Yeah, it's about minus five here.
1: I've heard.
0: <laughs>
1: I've heard. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if I envy you or not. I quite like the idea of running with a woolly hat on and gloves and you know all the rest of it, but
0: it soon grim, wears. It? it soon wears a bit thin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. when everywhere's especially when everywhere's icy, and you just don't want to go out because you don't want to slip over and hurt anything. So then you start turboing and training no, on the I treadmill, do. and it's um, yeah. I think you've I think you've got it better over there. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it, for training, it is you know right now. Now is probably the best time of year. By January, February, it does get really hot and you have to yeah. get out and do your runs at five in the morning otherwise it's just yeah you just can't do it yeah um
0: yeah i remember um, we were over in the gold coast um at the yes uh, 2018 the
2: World.
0: yes and yes. um just couldn't it i couldn't get my head around why people were up so early like like you've just said at that time in the morning and it's like that's
1: exactly why
0: and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more the more time you spend out there, the more you understand the different style of living and what you've got to do. And you really. adapt.
1: You yeah. adapt. Um, yeah. you know, you get you, the coffee shops are open at six AM here and they close yeah. at two.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so how long have you been over there, Alison?
1: Been here four years. Right. Four years, and I'm coming back to the cold next May.
0: So I believe. So what took you over there okay. in the first place?
1: Uh, my partner's job.
0: Right, okay, yeah. Um, and have you enjoyed and, you know, it?
1: We, yeah, yes and no. COVID's been put a spanner in the works completely because we were locked down here.
0: We yeah, couldn't yeah. leave
1: no, two years. No.
0: My son was um, over there but, working. He'd oh, gone really? Over with his, yeah, he'd gone over with his um his girlfriend and they were just travelling around uh, and he yes. had to come back and he's glad he did because yes. obviously, like you yes. just said, he would have been locked down and that would have been it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was, it was quite ridiculous. And when, when all your friends and family are actually back in the UK, it makes for a very tough two years, Yeah, you know, all the great weather and all the sport in the world is wonderful. And the beaches are gorgeous and, you know, it's a great life, but um, yeah. So, so um, we sort of said five years would be, we'd see how we go for five years and then make a decision and, and home is calling.
0: Right. So what? What's um, so? What's that? What? Why is that then?
1: Time. Time. Time's just the contract. His contracts run out.
0: Okay. Five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And
1: we always said at five years we'd you know uh, work it out. We'd decide. Yeah. Um And parents aren't getting any younger.
2: True. And
1: yeah. um, I actually miss a lot of the life back in the UK and my friends yeah. and tri triath- the triathlon life as well yeah so yeah. so yeah it's it's time to come back it's just yeah. time it's home is it
0: it's just strange isn't it because you've got what everyone body would say is like the perfect sort of weather and lifestyle and stuff yet because of what we're used to over here you miss it
1: yeah and yeah. we're a bit bored so yeah there we are so back to old blighty next year
0: so where is home when you come home
1: So that's in Surrey. No, it's not. It's in Hertfordshire.
0: (laughs) Hertfordshire. (laughs) Don't go back to the wrong place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in Hertfordshire. So I'm coming back in. I'm coming back at the end of May, ready for Madrid, for the Europeans in the beginning of June.
0: And that, what distance would that be?
1: Sprints. I just do sprints.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tried
1: the long stuff.
0: Yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, of of like, you know, the usual um, swimming pool, um, triathlon, sprints, local leisure center. Mm. Um, and so I sort of did that and I still wasn't sure. I just, you know, messed around and I joined actually the gym I was a member of had a PT who took um swimming lessons, running lessons, and bike sessions and encouraged me and my partner at the time to to do the triathlons. And so that's where we that's where we started. It right. was a bit of fun really. Yeah. Um and just didn't do much. Just did one or two. And then probably in my was I in my thirties, early thirties, I started I gave up that and started rowing. Okay. Um and I got in a boat with some girls in and this was 2003. Um and we rowed coxless um lightweight fours and we did really well. We won gold at Women's Henley, we won gold at the National Championships in 2005 and then in 2006 I got silver. And then they all, they, all my mates then they all went off and had babies and families. So that all <laughs> fell apart as well. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um the partner, the Toby who I'm with now was I met him, and he was into Triathlon, so I thought, oh, I'll go back to that because you you don't have to rely on anyone, mm. right? You can do your training in your own time, you don't need a crew, you't you're not tight you're not you know tied to any schedule at all. Um, <clears throat> so we did a few what do we do? We did a couple of sprints. Oh, the first open water was Blenheim, as right, I think yep. I listened to your your talk with um Karina. Yes. and I think hers was Blenheim as well. And mm. and as I was listening to her, I thought, I know exactly how you felt. I hated every single minute of it. Mm. That swim in the first open water swim just was like, what the hell am I doing? This is awful. And I did breaststroke the whole way. Yeah. But the other thing in that race, I rem- I recall the thing. The other thing that annoyed me was on the bike, people getting off and pushing up the hill. It's
2: like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's a race.
1: So. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. That's, so the first, just sort of, that's the
0: first underlying, um, competitive streak that's it? come out then, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely right. So after the rowing, I think the rowing sort of ignited the competitiveness, um, and the team, the team spirit as well, which I really enjoy the rowing. Yeah. And then that sort of came out with that and triathlon where I was just, I was so frustrated at people pushing their bikes. <laughs> it was bonkers. Um, and so I just dabbled I still dabbled did um did sprints went from a sprint to 70.3 um yeah. came last in the first first sort of half ironman that i did i think um did a couple of those and and got into the habit of just sort of using um some of the middle eastern 70.3s to train through to sort of december mm. um so we went to dubai we went to bahrain and did some sort of almost winter 70.3s. And this was, this was still must have been 10 years ago now, 10, 12 years ago. Um, So still dabbling, playing, having a bit of fun, doing some training just to, just because I enjoyed the training. Yeah. And then um, I must have done what I can't remember now. I must have done a couple of races and thought, oh, I'm not too bad at this. I'm actually, I'm actually quite competitive. I wonder what would happen if I tried. if I was more sensible and clever with my training Mm. rather than just going in a pool and swimming up and down, not actually focusing on anything. So, um, so I got a coach. Right. So that was, uh, I got a coach and this was, this was, this was, this must've been 2017 because I qualified that year for the Gold Coast and for Glasgow Europeans.
0: So I right. got coached
1: January 2017. I qualified later that year, I must have done, and then raced the following year. Um, and then that was that. that. was I was hooked, just hooked yes. from there. How did um, you find
0: out about age group then?
1: Um, so I'm a triathlon coach as well. So I was on the BTF Level 2 course.
2: Right,
1: um, okay. And one of the other instructors, coaches, was talking about it. Yeah and and i remember listening going that sounds way out of my league absolutely way out of my league um, and this would have been 2011 um, and and he was like no just you know it's not that bad honestly you just got to just got to do this and that and you know just just give it give it a go so that's when i thought oh, maybe a little seed was planted and then when i got my coach i learned much more about you know how it all works how you qualify what you need to do, how to race better, really,
2: sure.
0: um,
1: and train smarter and train better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so going back to you being a coach and um, starting off, what what instigated starting off that that path?
1: Um, I gave up gainful employment in something I decided I didn't enjoy very much. I'd done it for twenty years yeah. and did my personal training qualification. So again, this this was about twenty. 2010, 2011, mm. um, did my PT qualification. And from there, because I was interested in triathlon and enjoyed it, I thought it would be another string to my bow. You know, yeah. it sort of goes hand in hand. Um, and, yeah, so that that's what led led to that. And then I've just done, you know, over time you do more and more courses and qualifications and things added to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and And actually – what I found having done that course, the best thing is coaching beginners. I just mm. love, I love giving people that, you know, inspiring people to do something way out of their comfort zone that they've got, they really don't think they will ever be able to do. Mm. Um, and also don't realize that there are things that are less than an Ironman that they can do, that, mm. you know, you can do something really short, really achievable.
0: Yeah.
1: And the sense of satisfaction for them, yeah, it's, it's very yeah. rewarding.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think watching somebody grow and progress is, like, so fulfilling, isn't it? Um, mm. And I think on that, you know, less than an Ironman, everybody starts out somewhere, but you just watch it. Even when you're in clubs and things, you watch people progressing yes. and they always think that they've got to go <clears throat> long because that's the norm. Everybody's achieved, trying to achieve the Ironman distance. Um, yes, I mean, i've never done a nine man never done a 70.3 not interested yes. at the moment not sure whether no. i ever will or won't but it's like and then no. you looked at a bit strange well why don't why don't you want to go for that well, why don't not you want proper, to do a
1: proper triathlon
0: you're not a proper triathlete then are you it's like
1: no whatever <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah exactly. got, and sorry go on i was gonna say i've had many comments um, from people over here. So d- 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 do you do a full triathlon? <laughs> and I'm like, I, well, yes, I swim and I bike and I run. <laughs> I just do a short one. Oh, yeah. oh, is that not a, is that a full one? It's yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I actually, on that last, this last thing on no. that, I do remember doing a, a race here. It was a couple of years ago and the race director was a sprint. And the race direct, director actually said in his briefing, "So this is a sprint, and you can build up to an Ironman, and because this is just a beginner's race, I could have throttled him."
0: Yeah, well, yeah I was just going to interject and say that um, we have a running joke through our club that um, people just say, "Well, it's only a sprint."
1: Yes. No. So I
0: got a I got a hat made with "It's yeah. only a sprint" on it, and I wear that yeah. quite a lot um because you know it's all relative isn't it because you put it's just intensity is different you know come and come and race a sprint flat out and see how you feel after it
2: and then go and do the
0: longer distance and see how you feel after that it's the same
1: yeah yeah (laughs) you're knackered (laughs) yeah
0: you put as much in it as as you know it doesn't really matter yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so i've no interest in doing anything longer anymore um I did qualify for the Gold Coast in standard, but only literally by the skin of my teeth because there weren't many people going yeah. to make up the numbers. I wasn't competitive in it at all, yeah. so yeah. I quite like being competitive. So
0: yeah. Yeah, don't want to that's, do that. that. That's fair enough. Um, mm. Just going on back on the Gold Coast, I was the same. I just qualified the skin of my teeth, but what an event! <laughs> what an occasion it was! Just absolutely yeah, it was. fantastic. Yeah, yeah never, it really never was. Yeah,
1: I was listening to your chat with Nikki Dick, um, yeah. and that event. Um, it was the first time I met Nikki Dick, and we actually shared a room together, right? Um, because I could only get a room. The only room I could get was two double, two rooms and two bathrooms. It was the only thing I could get, mm. and I'd booked it and thought that's fine, just suck it up. And then she put a note out saying, "Has anyone got a spare room?" Um, um so I I let her she shared the cost and shared my room so I had a great time yeah, um, yeah. with Nikki Dick.
0: Yeah. And I there. think the is great for that, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's it is it's such a I don't know, welcoming all inclusive. You say all inclusive. I mean there's there's a bit of a yeah. price issue. Um Well, price but, issue
0: and um, diversity issue as well, I think.
1: Yeah. Yes, there, there is a little bit. But once you're in it, um yeah. nobody cares everybody's no. the same and and what gets me is the energy the energy with everybody at those races is just i don't know it's electric isn't it it's yeah. it's i mean it's for like a drug. bunch
0: yeah for a bunch of amateurs we put our heart and soul in you know <laughs> it, i always said it, it's i was talking last night we had our our club um christmas party and it's a lifestyle yeah. you know yes it's just that's that's who we are
1: yes yeah. And I was thinking about your podcast actually, how you know what a what a great idea to get amateurs talking as if they're pros. Yeah. I mean, when do you ever yeah. get the chance to talk about yourself
2: and your sports? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Most people and, aren't
2: interested.
0: Yeah. And well deserved as well. I mean, I, mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a few things and I've said this before, it's I come up with the idea in lockdown. Um what did you? I, flo- yeah. I floated it to my son who's a graphic designer and in computers and things and listens to podcasts and said, what do you think? He said, well, just, I didn't know anything about podcasting or how to put one together. And I thought, well, I'll give it a go. If nobody listens, it doesn't really matter. Um, (laughs) But it's just like giving. And I've met so many wonderful people with so, everybody's got a fantastic story. When I put out a message asking for more guests to come on, they say, yeah. oh, well, I don't know whether my story is going to be interesting enough. Believe you and me, you're inspiring people just by telling yeah. what you've yeah. actually done. Going yeah. from, like, like in your case, it's nothing, doing not interested in really sport whatsoever to becoming right. actually an age group athlete plus a coach. You know, it's just like, yeah. who would have thought of that path? You know what yeah. I mean? It's And yeah. it's just so nice for other people to come and, like, my wife often gets stopped and says, oh, I'll, i was listening to your husband's podcast the other day she's like oh right okay you better give them a shout out because you know and it's just it is it's really really fulfilling for me and it's a bit for me it's giving back to the to our sport and uh, giving people like yourself a chance to to share so yeah yeah really Really glad i started it so anyway back to (laughs) back to your journey (laughs) we digress
1: yeah it's all right um and then, where was I? I don't know. Gold Coast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so qualified for the Gold Coast and um, um, Glasgow, and then and actually, the, it was a funny story with the Gold Coast because that year was the year we came out to Australia, right, and in right. my head, in my head, I was like, oh, perfect. Well, we've just moved to Perth. I've got my qualification. I just have a quick flight across the country to race and come back. <laughs> Except our our move out to Perth got delayed by about a month.
2: Yeah.
1: So I went to the Gold Coast for two weeks and a bit came back to the UK for about three weeks and then moved out to Perth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bitly. <silly, but laughs> never
1: laid, mind. Best laid plans. Best laid plans, and so I've been stuck here ever since. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and literally, so I then so I was back in the UK June the following year, and I qualified. I must, I can't remember how I did it, but I qualified for Edmonton. Would it have been Edmonton? Do you know? Mm. Lost two years of our lives, haven't we, with COVID? Yeah. I have no yeah, idea what no, yeah. date what. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Anyway, qualified for Edmonton. That didn't happen, did it? Was going to go to Bermuda. Was already managed to get back to the UK. We managed to escape the country because we're in lockdown. We had to get permission from the government to leave the country. Um, Got to the UK to fly to Bermuda. That didn't happen either. Yeah. And then so that carried over to this year Mm -hmm. in Montreal. So I went to Montreal. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which was
1: brilliant. Were you there? Did you go? No, I haven't.
0: uh, I didn't qualify for for any triathlons. last year uh, um
1: yeah. it well it was good it was so good just because it hadn't you know it was a like a reunion wasn't it it was the first one back and everyone went mental we did the super sprint relays they were a lot of fun
2: yeah.
1: um and uh and um like Yannis, i caught covid over there as well i brought covid yeah. back to the uk oh dear i think i must have raced with it on both days um without realizing So there we go. That was that. Um, But no, I had, yeah, I had a lot of fun. had a lot of fun. Um, And then, yeah, then did did Woodhorn, did Woodhorn qualify this year? So I qualified for the Europeans next year. I was just going to ask you, how
0: how do you, when when you were out in Australia, how do you go about qualifying? Have you literally got to come back to the UK? Yeah, Yeah, you are. You can't, you can't race over there and put in a time. Um, Because I remember, I remember when I was over in the Gold Coast, there was a an expat, and he was living over there, and he actually got a place. and I don't know whether that was because it was in Australia and it wasn't very well taken up. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I think
1: I think so. You can apply for a discretionary place. Yeah. Um, but you generally have to be podium standard.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Get that. You. You. Or it's somewhere like the Gold Coast, and they've not got a big team. Right. Um. So. Because I was in Montreal, I couldn't qualify for the Worlds for next year. Um, I think it was there was because that was on the same day as Cardiff. And one of them I'd missed, and then the other one I had to come back here for. I had to mm. be back here. Um, so I made all my excuses. I've applied for a discretionary place for next year's Worlds. Yeah. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because – I was I was eleventh in my age group in the world this year, tenth in the Europeans, third Brit. So I did Is all right.
0: Not, does that not give you an automatic place then, third Brit?
1: For the Europeans, it does.
0: All oh, right, just Europeans. I thought, yeah,
1: I was the hmm. fourth Brit in the world and eleventh. So I was almost there. Yeah. yeah almost yeah. there. So I've asked. I've asked because yeah. I think you know I'm not, I'm not a lame donkey. So should be. Yeah. I might be lucky. I might be lucky. Yeah.
0: Well, fingers so, crossed for you.
1: Yeah. So that'll be next year. That'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Where's that taking place again? Because I've lost track.
1: Yeah. So the Europeans are Madrid. The Worlds are Hamburg.
0: Hamburg. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beginning of July, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah so. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you coach at goes. the moment? Do you coach yourself? Are you in a club over there? Um, or?
1: Bit of all of the above. So right. when I came over here, I kept my coach for a little while, and then I sort of said, oh, "It's a bit difficult. We're on the other side of the world. I'll yeah. I'll do my own thing for a bit." And because I was a coach, I actually yeah. said to my coach, "Look, I'll coach myself, and would you mind overseeing it? Um, because it'd be great learning for me to get your input, but at least I know what the situation." Is. And I had joined a club, so I'm a member. I'm actually a member of an Australian and an English club. Okay. So a member of Hilling, a member of Hillingdon, um, and a member of a club here, UWA. Right. Um. So I self coached for a while.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And then I realised I needed accountability, and I think you know you can self coach and you can follow programs and what have you, but for me, I needed, I needed accountability. I needed someone to look at what I was doing and and feedback and just um make me do the best that I can do. Because I think I found when I was doing my own thing, I'd A, choose slightly easier workouts that I know I can do because, mm. you know, sometimes you don't have the confidence that you can do that really hard session, so you don't do it. Mm. Um, and I found having a coach just would put those really tough sessions in and I'd look at and go, oh, <laughs> help! how am I going to do that? But because they're there and they're expecting you to do it, um, you get on with it. you do it to the best you can right so so i had i used the club coach here for a while and now i've just got another new coach ready to uh, one of the age group team team managers actually um ready for coming back to the uk to get me through um the next three years maybe if it all works out um yeah and the clubs are good club club environments here is very different to in the uk actually um, so Perth's, Perth's not big, it's a small place, but there must be 15 triathlon clubs. I mean, it's right. like the size of Milton Keynes. Okay. And there's there's so many triathlon clubs, and you actually so you pay membership, which is not a lot, but then you have to pay for all the session sessions that you do as well.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So it's all it's much more, you know, and that can be any anything from I don't know, twenty in pounds, twenty five to a hundred pounds a month, depending mm. on how many sessions you do. Mm. But they will offer, you know, actually that doesn't include the swim. So that offers two yeah, that's three runs and two bikes.
0: Yeah. So a it can week. be quite expensive then.
1: Can be quite expensive, yeah. Mm. So yeah. um so I choose to just go to the the running track session because it's really good. Yeah. You know, always always works you hard
0: yes pushes yeah. you
1: um so so yeah yeah so but it's it's a nice environment to train
0: yeah yeah well it looks so at the moment it looks fab <laughs> yeah and you got <laughs> you've got a beautiful garden if i don't mind you don't mind me saying so i
1: know it is my other half likes his gardening so yeah
0: well i'm a gardener um, so i can appreciate it. are you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can
1: see the Agapanthe in the background. Yes,
0: yeah. I was just noticing, uh, yeah, noticing how now good the look, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. That's the swimming pool
1: wow. behind, by the way.
0: Ah. <laughs> You'll miss that then.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. a pool you swim in. It's a pool oh, you cool not? down in. Yeah. Ah, right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, not so bad not... then.
1: No, no, I wouldn't miss it that much. Uh,
0: no, no. Cool. <clears throat> so, so you are coming yeah. back, you're coming back in the new year. Um
1: yeah. May and
0: what's what's the plans?
1: Plans to restart my business again, my coaching business.
2: Yeah.
1: Try and get, you know, get new clients again, rebuild everything. Um move back into the house that we already own that's okay. rented. Yep. Yeah. So basically slot back into life, really.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um and and get back into work. Um yeah. race in the summer. Maybe go, maybe go hiking in Nepal for a couple of months in November. Nice. You know, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. see what Got to happens. sort. Yeah, see what happens. Got to sell this place and. Sell bits and pieces and get the cat back first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about your coaching business. You may as well um, let everybody know what you do um, and how they can reach you and what what services you apply. I mean, I, I've only looked this morning and I, I went on the website and I read yes. a couple of your blogs and stuff. So, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, a bit of advertising. Um,
1: well, thank you very much. Um, so I um, so I qualified as a PT about. 10 years ago. And I, most of my work is actually personal training mm. on a one-to-one basis, but I sort of look at that as a strength. I sort of angle it to strength and conditioning. Um, so very much um, functional strength, sporting strength. So I've got a couple of people who are triathletes that I do their, You know, I work with them in the gym to make sure they're getting their their core back, their core, their stability, their balance, their their sort of strength work. And then um, coaching, coaching as and when I can, I, 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 what I've done in the past, I've I've run beginners, um, triathlon courses. Mm -hmm. So provided the coaching for groups of people, which generally tend to be women, to be honest with you, um, to do their first triathlon. So it might be eight weeks. And there's a swim, a bike and a run plus a training plan. Um, but all coached to get them through a triathlon together. Um yeah. so it builds camaraderie, they build all the skills, all the transition skills you know what you wear, what you eat, what you drink, um what do you do with the shoes wear the helmet, how to get off a bike, how to change gears, all that stuff yeah um and and the transition sessions are always a lot of fun actually um especially when you've got one or two who who can already do a flying mount're like Brilliant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes,
2: this
1: is this is this is good to work with um so so I run sort of ad hoc courses on that and before I left the UK um I was doing that fairly regularly and mm-hmm. had a good was starting to get a good little squad of people all sort of progressing you know up through and yeah. and, a, and a friend took took that and ran with that whilst I've been away which I feel I probably lost to be honest but um yeah. so I'll probably maybe rekindle that um but also focus on one to one coaching and and you know plans and using training peaks as everybody does. Yes. Um to yeah to work more on a one-to-one. Um but I'm also when I go back I've I've bought one of those endless pools. All right. Have you been in one?
0: Uh yes I've been I've done some um swim you know um web anal- analysis that, um that, yeah yeah yeah
1: that's that's what I'm gonna do as well With and do cameras some cameras up, run. up yes. and
0: underneath yes. and to the sides yes. and it's yes, quite incredible,
1: everything. actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to, uh, that's the aim, is to do one to one sort of swim, run, and bike sort of yeah. testing and analysis as well. So, so that would be the plan. Yeah, um, cool. So, we'll see. It's exciting yeah. to have something to look forward to.
0: So, where can people find out more information for that?
1: In, um, Facebook, Instagram, Sunshine yeah. Health and Fitness is me. Sunshine. Um,
0: just say that again. Health and
1: fitness. Sunshine
0: Sunshine health. health, and health. I'll yeah. put I'll put um the website in the show notes.
1: Oh yeah, thanks. That'd be nice.
0: And people can get hold of you. Sport
1: me. Yeah.
0: And uh, your Instagram handle and your Facebook handle and stuff. So yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. That'd be no good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Always good looking for new clients.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck with it all. I hope the move goes Thank goes you. well. And uh yes. you get back safe and sound and it like you've never been away.
1: Well, except that it'll cost three times as much to actually eat and yeah. keep myself warm, I think. Yeah,
0: that's I don't know what yeah, country's gone not, a bit bonkers. It's not great. It? It's not no. great. But you just no. adapt, I guess.
1: Yes. You drink less coffees out, right? You just yeah. don't yeah. treat yourself to the things that you might like to treat yourself to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, um, not the best of times. But we just carry on regardless and get through it, get through it. Hopefully there will be some light at the end of the tunnel and things will go back to, you know, some sort of... Yeah. I'm not going to say normality because I think that that's long gone.
1: <laughs> it went out to the window two years ago, didn't it? I
0: think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it did. Um, Have you got anything yeah.
0: else that you'd like to add before we go on to the um, quick fire questions?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I've talked enough about me. Don't get you don't really talk about yourself very often, do you?
2: You don't get the you chance know, to talk you, about yourself.
0: Exactly, and that's what the another reason why it's so nice. Yeah. To, I I also think it's it nice is. for as as a legacy for for everybody who's gone on now they've got this podcast that they can redirect people to, and just yes. if, you, if you don't really like talking about yourself, oh just go and listen to that podcast. Yeah. Or, that's me. You know,
1: that's what I've done. Yeah.
0: Family, your families—they've got a legacy now of actually who—who who was this person? Because you never—you never, yeah, you never remember true. your families. Who's this person? Actually, go and listen to the podcast back in yes. two thousand and twenty-two. She was on a podcast. She was
1: famous. She was famous.
0: Famous for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: exactly. No. Right. No, so. Okay.
0: Cool. Right. <laughs> yes. So the the um, quick fire questions that I always ask: What's your favourite bit of kit? and why yeah
1: now i was thinking about this it has to be this year's british triathlon age group kit that navy hoodie have you seen it yes i've got that i've got that navy hoodie which i have lived in and yeah. it's almost not navy anymore because i've washed it and worn it even when i got back here um, um, in september october it was still cold right it was 5 degrees yeah. at night and in the morning and so i'd be wearing this this hoodie um, so it is washed and worn, and I do love the um, the sleeved new triathlon suit.
0: Yeah, I've just got one. I've think... just got mine back with my name on it, and it. Yeah, you know what? Think... It's the best. It's the best piece of kit that we've well, the best tri suit we've had, at, in my opinion.
1: Do you think um, so? Because I've heard very yeah, yeah. mixed reports about it, but I think yeah. it's. I love it. I'm yeah. racing this weekend, actually, over here. I'll be wearing it. With
0: yeah, pride. I think it just. I think the material's really cool, and I like yes. the the fact that it's actually got all the colours in, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah, I really Uh, really like it
2: yeah so at the
1: moment those are my favorite bits of kit
0: yeah cool yeah Yeah. a a few people have since that new tri-suit's come out a few people have said that the tri-suit so normally it's the bike but
1: I know uh, well I'm looking forward to getting a new bike in the new year actually so um yeah that that will supersede the kit when I get the bike that will be the new kit
0: what term because I'm a bit of a bike geek. what bike are you looking at
1: so, I'm gonna replace exactly the one that I have at the moment, which right. is um an m v live advanced okay. pro yeah um yeah. they seem to be a bit cagey about the twenty twenty three model um but it's um I, I think it's either sram or d i two um and it's just so comfortable and it's yeah. such a lovely bike to ride yeah. um and mine is um two thousand and 18, 17, I don't know. It's about seven years old. Yeah. Time for a new one.
0: Yeah. But everything's just, well, I think there's a couple of things we were talking about last night. Things are just so hard to get hold of.
1: They are still. First thing.
0: And everything's just almost doubled in price. Bikes, that spec, it's just like they've just gone bonkers.
1: I tell you what, in Australia, bikes are almost pounds for dollars. They are so much cheaper. Are they really? They're so much cheaper. We've bought up. Yeah. We've always bought up. We, we've been coming to Australia for a while, for probably the last fifteen years, on yeah. and off. And we'd always buy our bikes here because that will be probably. It might be ten or twelve thousand dollars, which is only five or six thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, we'll double it over here.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. A friend but...
0: of mine last night was. He was. He's once his wife's. Um, she got into triathlon last last year, and she wants to upgrade a bike. And he said he's just like struggling so much. He said because everything top top brand top end like like you've just discussed, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: eleven grand, 11, 12 grand, yeah. and it's like
1: it's, it's ridiculous.
0: Absolutely,
1: it's
0: yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, it's, five yeah. six grand was like people would look at you going gone out, wouldn't they? If you paid that much, what? Yeah. What? But now it's just, I mean, I even, I love bikes and I love cycling. And even me, I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't, I really can't can't justify that. No, I'm not that good (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) You know, I just, I can't justify spending. And I like you, we've had our bikes, myself and my wife, we've had our bikes for about seven, eight years now. Yeah. to be honest, there's nothing wrong with them. They're all, they're outdated, but. Yeah, they're still still better than I ever need, you know. Yeah, I've got got mechanical dual race on mine. Kate's got um, Shimano Altigra, um, yes, the eye on hers, and they're still, they're still, you know.
1: Well, and that's it. I mean, my bike that I've got at the moment is absolutely fine. It's, it's, I think it's start. I've actually had to have the um, the DI2, the like the mechanical shifter replaced because it snapped. So oh, it's yeah. it's on its it is yeah. getting yeah. worn and it is oh, on its they, don't
0: get me wrong, they do they do wear out, you know what I mean? Mm, but, yeah. Mm,
1: but that's interesting
0: about the Australian market being cheaper.
1: Yeah, get a flight over mind you, flights are so expensive, it's not even worth that either. Once upon yeah. a time, it would be worth getting a flight over here, buying a yeah. blimmin bike and going yeah. home.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> if you're over there racing, it might be worth um thinking about, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can mm. cool. you come over to Townsville? If you're coming over to race, are you doing the um,
0: multi-sport? I haven't decided. I haven't, um, no, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. No. I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really got much planned. I'm doing no. Venice Duathlon in March, and that's that's all I've got planned. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, next question yeah. is, what resources do you use? And it could be anything, could be websites, books, to help you with triathlon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do, do listen to podcasts. Um go on then, give us a few podcasts. And I listen to, um, I like the Purple Patch, Matt yeah. Dixon. Yeah,
0: he's good.
1: That's good. And I listen to Simon Ward occasionally.
0: Yeah, yeah he's good. Um, yeah.
1: And then there's another couple, I can't even remember them, actually. There's, they're on my phone. I don't know yeah. what they are. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just
1: browse and look at the titles and go, oh, that sounds interesting.
0: Or if there's um, a decent guest on.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And there's yeah, exactly. And there's one over here, it's like a performance podcast, and it's a physio over on the Gold Coast, and he's very good. He does a lot of um strength and conditioning sort of stuff and gets good guests in, you know, Stephen siler and all those sort of people. So sure. yeah. um and I do like a book. I do get textbooks actually. I've got a book on I bought the um Romanoff Pose Methods um running book, okay. which is currently sitting on my desk not opened i've had it about a week, but it's there to heckle me for when i have a, an hour to sit and start reading so um i do i, I like to try and read but yeah I, yeah probably podcast mostly yeah. um i know some people look at instagram a lot but i lose i lose interest with it actually i just too many, mm,
0: too many adverts i think no
1: just... just yeah i'm sick of promoted posts yeah. all the time
0: yeah.
1: um there's quite a few for for strength and conditioning. It's quite good because the videos on exercises for you know glute strength and hip strength and mobility are, are, are good. Yeah. But I find I look at them and go, "Well, that's good," and then it's lost, and I yeah. don't know, I've forgotten it. Yeah. So if you don't no, save no.
0: it as well. It's like, I
1: oh. know. Oh, I think it's a generational thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah. What help um, or advice would you give a newbie? Um, athlete wanting to get in a multi-sport, or somebody wants to qualify for age group.
1: <clears throat> I think for anyone who wants to just get into it, I would just say have a go. Just don't be scared about kit. Doesn't matter what bike you do. Just choose a local race that's short and fun, and just just do it. You know, I mean, you might want to practice a bit of swimming, biking, and running beforehand, but you know, do that and enter it and have fun. Um, and in age group, um, I think I think I'd suggest that they try a few races that are qualifying races to start with and see how they are mm-hmm. and make a measure of you know their level and their standard and and then I mean it go from there. I mean you might you might be lucky you might you might be get a roll down place you might surprise yourself i certainly still don't think i'm good enough you know and and wonder about if i'll qualify again and we all have doubts and low i don't know low expectations perhaps not all of us most some of us do um but just try it
0: yeah might surprise yourself yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think there there are ways you can you can do it like you just said, go out and race, or you can look at your times versus the people's times that yeah have already or <clears throat> have raced previously and, and engage yeah. yourself yeah. against those. And yeah. I always find it it's yeah. also depending on where where you race and who's at mm. the races, what type of course it is, you know, all those things you've you, you know you've got to factor in, I guess. <clears throat> They're all
1: different. And if, you,
0: if you're smart yeah excuse me if you're smart you know it it, it can yeah. pay off
1: it well that's right off. i mean i i did the <laughs> woodhorn yeah. qualifier this summer yeah. and you know i was i was first in my age group by about two minutes yeah. but i'm not top of the league you know yeah. there's people who are a lot faster than me and it's just luck of the draw
2: yeah there's yeah.
1: absolute yeah. luck of the draw who turns up on the day
0: mm. yeah that's and, a, that's a yeah, big thing and
1: yeah, it really is, and luckily, yeah. not many turned up on that day.
0: Yeah, so, and I think yeah. I think it's it's something that you know people should bear in mind and you know and really be aware yeah. of because uh, I don't think yeah. a lot of people are actually. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's where clubs come in, doesn't it? Clubs and coaches—that's where you pick people's brains, talk to people who've done it, yeah. and I and I suppose that's the other advice. If you if you're thinking of qualifying, talk to someone who's done it because it's a bit of a minefield how you qualify. Yeah. And all those little cool. nuances about choosing the right race—they um, quite, they can be very helpful. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um,
1: and for sprint, you know, what do I work on? Well, it's quite handy to get a good transition. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think talk to people who've done it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, finally, what's your long? Well, your short and long term goals.
1: Short term, I'm racing on Sunday.
0: Right okay so we're tell in us full, more
1: full, full race season here of course because it's the summer of course um so actually I'm racing um it's a local race in western australia but it is one of the races so here in australia if you want to do age group and qualify for the australian team i think it's a point system so you race certain races and this is the one in western australia that is a point related race to get you into the team um and I think the more, I don't know, I think you get certain points for position and then you can do other races and get more points and I'm not in, anyway, it's yeah. one of those races. So it should be fairly competitive.
2: Sure. Um,
1: not that I'm feeling on top form at the moment, but, mm. and it's going to be about 28 degrees, so it could be a bit hot.
2: Hot, yeah.
1: Um, so that's a short-term goal and probably do some more races over the summer. And actually here they do a lot of open water events, um, so I'll probably do, try and do a few of those whilst, whilst I can, because it's great for just building confidence in the water. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and then, um, long-term I'm 55 in two years. So next year when I qualify, I'll be going up an age group. So that's the aim is to qualify what well, in 23 for 24 when I will be. 55 Mm. and try and try and do well enough to get a one, two or three position.
0: Yeah. Podium. Who knows? Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck. I need it. (laughs) You don't. I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll smash it. What uh, is out of the three swim, bike and run? What's your favorite?
1: Favorite is the bike, but it's not my fastest. Right.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. I enjoy it. I just, I enjoy being on a bike, but running's my better, my better discipline, but you know, it's just so hard, isn't it? After everything else, it's exhausting. (laughs) You never enjoy that run. It's hell.
0: (laughs) Despite the distance.
1: I know. Have I only done a kilometre? I'm dying. (laughs) I've got four more to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you ever so much for um, spending the time. um, Thank you very much. sorry I was late. That's all right, not a problem at all. I'm just glad we managed to.
1: Yeah, nice to speak to you. To nice speak to speak.
0: meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I hope yeah. everything, like I say, goes well with your move. And
1: thank you very when much. Get
0: back to back to Blighty, and
1: I'll look um, out for you on a circuit somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, we might bump into each other. Although I'm not, are, I'm not, where are I'm you not based? Fit. Um, I'm in Lincolnshire. Okay. We're on the coast, on the east coast, um little little village. Um well, little town I suppose it is. Um mm. called Louth. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Very uh little market, little market town. So yeah, that's where we're yeah. based. Uh, uh,
1: lots of ocean swimming.
0: I've tried a few times and it's just that, well, it's not the best. It's not like you've got over there. It's, you know, it's, it's a bit grim, to be honest. <laughs> and that's not just from a temperature point of view either. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So just... I'll try and open water, I don't mind. We've got some nice facilities around for open water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Have you heard of Adam Walker?
1: No. He,
0: he did the um, Seven Ocean Swims.
1: Oh right. No, no, I haven't. Well he, he opened
0: a facility not too far away, about twenty five minutes from, from us. Um it oh, was right. an old an old goat farm apparently. Um <laughs> and he bought it, converted it, dug out a big lake and stuff. Um so right. that's a, that's a really good place to nice. to go swimming. Yeah, so that's mm. pretty cool. And he's he's yeah. a pretty cool guy. Um, no, really? Yeah. So yeah, so there's the so yeah, open water is generally in, in lakes and things.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're can be nice so, well.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I say thank you ever so much for yep. for coming on. It's been lovely. Thank to you meet as you.
2: well. Yeah. And likewise. Um,
0: enjoy the rest of your evening.
1: I will. It might be wine o'clock.
0: Yeah. Oh, very nice. Cool. All right. Great story. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah. And, cheers. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that was a really nice chat. Uh, great to find out that the grass isn't always greener and people do actually miss home and we've got a lot to be thankful for over in this country Um, despite the weather at the moment but the weather's only temporary. Uh, So good luck Alison with your move home and everything and um, hope it all goes well. If you'd like to follow Alison she is on Instagram under sunshine tri coach and if you would like to find out what services that she will offer when she comes back. Um, You can find her on www.sunshine-hf.com and all the details are on there. So give her a look, um, at the very least follow her on Instagram. And that's about it for this episode. Thank you once again for taking your time out, like I said earlier, and following us. If you could leave... um, us a rating, uh, that would be great you can do that now both on Apple Podcast and on um, Spotify I believe so that would be much appreciated because that then helps us get our podcast out to more like minded people or so they say um, so that would be good if you could do that, if you've got any comments, you can leave comments as well um, alternatively you can send us an email at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com and um, we're always looking for guests to come on the show, and if you'd like to come on, drop us a DM at any of our social media um, locations, and we're on Instagram at amp-1967, we're on Facebook at amp-GB, we're on Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast, and you can find all the previous um, podcasts on our own website, which is... The Age Group Multisport Podcast. Um, and we've got a bit more stuff on YouTube. Um, again, like I said last time, we're not putting the full episodes on there because uh, it's just too time consuming at the moment. Um, but once again, thank you ever so much. And don't forget, stay safe, keep training, and love the process.